Hey, and welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. To put your hands together and help me welcome Sarah News to this stage tonight. This is so fun. I mean, so fun to be up here and all the connections that have been made. Um, First, that worship was just amazing. So if you were on the worship team, thank you for leading us. It was something that I asked, could we go out there before? Because just getting our hearts in the posture of being able and ready to hear what God has for us is so important. Um, And then also this boho. I'm loving it. So my girls just asked to have their rooms redone. And I think I'm behind the times a little bit because they said, we want boho. And I'm like, boho, like, what does it look like? And then you nailed it here. So I love it so much. Well, I am so excited to be at Chick Church. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I um, always watch Instagram for Janelle and Joey. And I'm like, I really want to be a part of it. And then they invited me. I was like, yay. So I'm just so happy to get the opportunity to speak to you tonight and share what I believe God has for you and the things and the stories that God has pathed in my way. And I'm just so delighted to share some nuggets of wisdom, hopefully, that will help push you on to your dreams and goals that God has for you. As Pastor Joey said, I am an entrepreneur. I'm an accidental entrepreneur. And so you guys may be in that season where you're like, what am I doing after 2020? Like, where am I going? Where is the world taking me? And you're like, oh, you know what I could do is I could start this or that. And so I'm going to just share my story with you. Let's see where we are here. Okay. I decided to be in charge of the clicker tonight, and I've never been a clicker. So uh, we'll just see how that goes, and I may have to hand the reins over to somebody else. So anyways, a little bit about me. Let's see. Um, This is my family whom I adore. My husband, Adam, and I have been married 17 years, and we have three kids. Lucy, who is taller than me, she's 5'10 now, Lola and Hank, and they are my world. And you know, part of being an entrepreneur is you don't really have set hours. You, am I getting scratches? Oh, my hair. Don't you hate it when your hair gets in the way? Okay, are we good? Okay. Is that good? No, I think I turned myself off. Okay. I'm a professional speaker, so this is awesome. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, is that good? Am I good? Okay. And so, Um, hours, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of have to work when work is there. But one of the things that's most important to me is my family. And so making sure that my job and what God called me to do, I could still work with what God called me to do first, which is be a wife and mother. And so my hours are odd, but it's because I'm so madly in love with these for other people, that being present in their life is super important. And I think when God presses something in on your heart, maybe it's a dream of a new business or an idea, you have to make sure that what God gave you first, being a spouse or a mother or a stepmother or whatever season you are in life, that you don't neglect what God gave you first to do something God gives you now. And I feel like that's really important. So what you have to know is what is it that you want? So when we are thinking about, okay, how is God going to use me? What gifts and talents do I have? Believe it or not, we all have amazing gifts and talents. What happens so often, and especially in the world of social media and um, places that we can look at comparison, is we look at what other people have. And often when we look at what other people have, we forget the very thing God gave us. And as Corinthians, 1 Corinthians talks about that we all are given spiritual gifts. And the reason that's important is because when you're trying to play the comparison game, we get caught up on a one-track mind like, how is she already this far? How does she have the perfect marriage or the perfect children? And reality is, 
that's never really true, right? When we pull the curtains back, they may have a really great marriage, but they may have worked hours and years and months and to get where they are. And it's those small daily deposits that will equal great success in wherever we are in life. And so thinking about this question, know what you want, one of the important things to think about is not just what you want, but what your heart desires. And I think there's such a big difference that we have to understand. Just because we want it is not meaning we need to go for it. Is this in the path of where God wants us to be? And um, I really believe that I didn't know. I probably couldn't even spell the word entrepreneur when I was in college. And I became one. What happened was I was waitressing at a Mexican restaurant, trying to make enough money to buy a car. And I saved up enough money to have a car payment. And I'm a big football fan. Now, I know we're in Steeler world here. Um, but I'm a big Oklahoma Sooner fan. And now I'm a huge Tennessee Titans fan, which we're playing you guys in a couple weeks. And I would really appreciate a win because that would mean a lot to my family. So, um, But anyways, um, football and sports are a big part of our life. I'll scan past this really quick. This is a picture of me owning a dance company. And for a long time, my husband was in minor league baseball. And so we figured out how to make our worlds collide. And we just did these dance nights a lot at the baseball field. But what really happened was when I was paying my car payment, Oklahoma Sooners were doing really good that year in football season. And I was waitressing to pay my month-to-month -month car payment. And what happened was Oklahoma was playing Notre Dame. Well, that was a big game. And so I told my boss, hey, I got tickets to the Oklahoma-Notre Dame game. And he's like, that's awesome. But if you're on the schedule, you better show up. Otherwise, you're fired. Well, you guys, I was 18 years old. And so I heard, that's awesome. And I went ahead and went to the game. Well, what happened was I was on the schedule, and I came back after a great weekend visiting one of my best friends, and um, I was looking at the schedule. I'm like, I don't see my name on the schedule. He's like, yeah, you've been fired. <gasps> I was fired from waitressing at a Mexican restaurant. I mean, that's hard to do, you guys. And I'm like, wait, you can't fire me. I just bought a car, and I need my monthly payments for the car payment. He's like, Sarah, you didn't show up at work, and so you're fired. And all of a sudden, I freaked out. And I did what most college girls would do. I called my parents crying. I was like, Mom, Dad, he fired me, right? That wasn't my fault. And so my mom gave me this idea, and she said, Sarah, why don't you go to the local daycare and see if you can teach dance? You see, God instilled in me when I was 12 years old to teach dance in my front yard to the little neighborhood kids. And so I did that from age 12 to age 18 and kind of left it when I went off to college. And it kind of peaked back up, and I was like, that's a great idea. You guys, I was desperate. I wasn't thinking I was starting a business. I was thinking I needed $238. And so here I am with my first little class of five dancers, and I would go once a week for 45 minutes and teach ballet, tap, and jazz, and it was so much fun. But it couldn't be a job if it was so much fun, right? And what happened is I was having so much fun. And when you're living in your gifting of where God calls you to be, the blessings start coming. And people started calling from other preschools. And they said, hey, we heard you're teaching dance at this preschool. Can you come to our preschool? I'm like, sure, I think I have time. And I would go to that preschool. And then another preschool. And before I knew it, I was 19 years old. And I had 200 students dancing with me each week. And somebody asked me, what's the name of your business? And I was like, it's Tippy Toes. I said it just like I said my very own name. And that day in Norman, Oklahoma, my dance company was born. Now, a little backstory: I was terrible in school, like terrible. I didn't get into the business school. I tried to be an elementary school teacher, but um, intro to elementary math was killer for me. And um, so I failed that. I got... Um, some F's and some D's, and then I learned that C's get degrees, and so I went to my advisor, and I said, what can get me out of this school? Because I'm already making some money, and I need to just get out. And so she said, for you, for the hours you have, you could do communications and graduate. And so I was like, awesome. So I became a communication degree, all the while trying to figure out what was I going to do. 
And so at the time, Adam was my boyfriend. I'm like, what do you think I should do? Like, I need to find a job. And I was interning. Nothing ever fit. All the while doing this fun little thing on the side. And he said, Sarah, I think you're making enough money that you would make at an, you know, advertising agency. Why don't you just do tippy toes? And I was like, well, it's so fun. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like a real job. And the cool thing about that is that's what God does. God uses the things you are so good at that come so natural. And we talked about this today at lunch that as my company has grown, we've had consultants come in and, you know, I've tried to do this and that and organizational charts and um, some of the financial stuff. And our consultant said, why are you spending so much time there? You're such a visionary. And I'm like, but that's so fun. And it's so easy. And I can do that. And she's like, that's where you're called to be. And so if I could share something with you is that's what you're called to do too. What comes natural? What are the gifts and talents that God has given you? Because you don't have to know it all to get it right. God allows you to team up with people along the way. Somebody that's really good at something that you're not to be able to make his dreams and plans even bigger. And so let me ask you, what is it that you want? As you're sitting there and Anytime I ask this question, a lot of people are like, well, what I say I'm going to want and what I really want are different. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's like, I really want to own, um, I actually was talking to a guy last month and he said, I actually really would love to own a baseball team or a football team. And I was like, really? I was like, have you thought about which one? And he's like, no, I haven't really thought which one. And I was like, Spence, you haven't thought which team you would want? And he said, Tennessee Titans. And I was like, well, why didn't you just come out and say, he's like, that's too big. I mean, I don't know. Like I'm only 25 and it's like a couple billion dollars. So I mean, I can't really say that. I'm like, but if you don't say what you want, you'll never get what you want. And so I want you to just think for a little bit, what's that secret desire in your heart that it would be, I'm not going to make you say it, so don't freak out, but that would be really scary to say, but that you know you can do, but you're too scared to tell other people that you know you can do it. And then I want to ask you, that thing that you want to do, why? Because if we're not connected to our why, our what is not purposeful. If we're not connected to what we want to do, then our what doesn't really make any sense. You see, when I was teaching dance, I was doing that for a small time to make a car payment. As Tippy Toes started to grow and get bigger, and I got more involved in church, and my relationship with God kept moving and changing, I started to really think, like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm teaching 20 hours a week, and I am. I'm impacting kids, and I loved it so much. But what's my greater why? And my why struck me in the most unusual place. You see, one of my secret desires was to speak in front of people to share Jesus with everyone I met. And I really wanted that. But you guys, I was a dance teacher. So how was I going to speak on a stage telling everybody about Jesus? God had a plan. God always has a plan. Here I am, a ballerina teacher, talking in front of you at a church about Jesus. God figures it out. And my moment came when I was in Thailand. I love that you said that this um, offering was for the A21 campaign. And we kind of talked about this a little bit at lunch today. But I was invited to go to Thailand. And um, there was a group of pastor's wives going. Well, secretly, I wish my husband wasn't in sports. I wish that he was actually in ministry because I really wanted to be a pastor's wife. Because to me... I would get to be able to share Jesus more if Adam was a pastor. That wasn't God's plan. God sent me to Thailand with a group of pastors that I got to learn from. And I was asked, hey, can you go to the slums with us and go teach dance to a little group of kids that have never been able to dance before? And in this moment, I started to cry because I realized I can be in ministry no matter where I am. I don't have to be connected to my husband being a pastor to get to fulfill the purpose, the desire that God put in my heart. And I think that was such a moment for me. And during that time we were dancing, 
It was a song that I wrote six months before, and it was called Learn From One Another. And it said we all have different languages, but we can all dance the same. And there I am in Thailand, where I'm not able to communicate with the kids except through dance. And they had been frozen faced while I was trying to color with them. And they're like, who's this weird lady coloring with me? And then I turned on music, doing the exact thing God called me to do. And I was able to minister to these children. And it was a moment for me. So I think about what we root ourselves in will decide our fruit. I continued to do what God called me to do, which is run Tippy Toes Dance Company, which is the biggest honor and blessing. But all the while continuing to study, God, what do you want from me? And as we're trying to think about what do you want, you have to think about your why. And for me, that moment in Thailand, it was because I want to reach as many people as possible to share Jesus. And guess what? When you franchise a company and multiply it place after place after place, that's exactly what you're able to do. You're able to share your gifts and talents with amazing women, my sister's here, who owns a franchise, and we have 37 other franchises across the country, and they're doing the same thing. And through that, we're able to share Jesus in our classrooms, with our parents, with our staff, and with all the child, child care centers all around the places that we go. God had it figured out when I was an 18-year-old girl and had no idea how I was going to make a car payment. So you have to know what it is that you want. My son, Hank, he knew what he wanted. He was four years old in preschool. You guys, he wanted to be Joseph in a school play. Look what happened. Here he is. He's Joseph. He gets the job. But if you look in the other picture, he falls fast asleep. He gets to the moment that he had been begging his teacher for, begging and begging and begging, and he falls asleep. And I just wonder how many times does that happen to us? Do we beg God, God, I really want to do this. I promise, God, if you let me do this, then I'll perform really well. Lord, if you just give me that guy that I think is really cute, I promise I'll be a great girlfriend or a great wife, right? But then how often do you find yourself falling asleep, being like, it's you again? I've got to do your laundry again? Are you kidding me? Or those kids that you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have this as my nursery. It's going to be so great. And then you're like, pick up your shoes, right? It's like sometimes the very things and people God puts in our life, we oftentimes forget how important they are. Okay, so as I'm thinking about many of the entrepreneurs in here, I want you to think about knowing what you want and then your why. And to any of you who are like, okay, I'm not an entrepreneur, I want to tell you that everybody has a dream in their heart. It might not be a business it may not be um, something that you're selling or giving or making, but God put something in your heart. As long as you're still breathing, there is purpose in you. God has a big purpose in you. And so it's important that we take time to figure out what that is. Because when we don't take time to figure out what it is, our days get wasted. And we don't get to move forward in the fruit, the very fruit that God gives us. Our spiritual gifts are gifts that are needed. So those gifts and desires that God has in your heart, they are for a reason. And what you have and what you have are different from each other and they're different from what I have. Because as you think about that verse in the Bible when it's talking about if we were all an eye, how boring it would be, right? We couldn't hear anything. Or if we're all one thing, if we're all dance teachers, I wouldn't have a job and neither would you probably because there'd be so many dance teachers. And so each of us, the gifts, that, that thing inside of you that God's calling you to do and calling you to be, it's there for a purpose. And you guys, it's your job to tease it out and explore it and kept, keep stepping into the very place God's calling you. It won't feel comfortable especially if nobody else is doing it. But that's the very time to step forward. When you're looking around and saying, nobody else is doing this, I don't know, maybe it's a weird thing. That's when you know it's go time because nobody else is doing it. And God gives you that idea and that pressing in your heart to move forward. Now, fear is another thing that comes in, creeps in. The devil likes to be like, oh, no, why would you do that? Nobody would want to do that. But if you surround yourself with good people, 
that's going to be a game changer. Who we surround ourselves with matters. If you surround yourself with people who love Jesus, who support you, who are positive, who are encouraging, who believe that you can do the things that you don't think you can do, it's a game changer. This is kind of what it looks like. This is Adam and I at a conference. When somebody supports you, it's almost like you crawling on their back to reach up a little higher and reach up a little higher and reach up a little higher. We used to live in Corpus Christi, Texas, and it was safe and comfortable. And, you know, we had been there for 10 years and we had our people. And then Adam got a job change and we were moving to Bowling Green, Kentucky. I knew this many people there. And I was like, oh, man. This is going to be really rough. I had my church group. I had the ladies who had babies the same time I did. I had my circle. I didn't need to move. And so one night I was sitting there. I was like, I'm never going to find the people that I have here. But God one-upped me. So he called me to write. And this looks so much more beautiful than the night I was writing it. But God called me to write what I wanted my people to be. If you're stuck, maybe in a situation that you're around a lot of negativity, I encourage you to do this same exercise. Write down the type of people that you want to be around. Write down the type of people that encourage you and help you to be the best person you can be. Write down the people that you believe, if you left the room, would say a million good things about you. How about the people that when everything's going wrong, they find the one thing right. Because when we're chasing after the desires of our heart and the things that God is calling us to do, it's not always easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But when he's calling us further to do more and go bigger and go deeper, you've got to surround yourself with an army of women who believe in you, see what you're doing, and push you a little bit further. So greatness is not a personality trait. It's inside of each one of us. So if you aren't where you want to be today, let me ask you, what's holding you back? Because we all have something, and a lot of times it's called fear, that's holding us back. So who are you surrounding yourself with that you could have that conversation and say, this is actually what I want to do, but I can't get there. Who we spend our time with matters. What we watch on TV matters. What we listen to on the radio or podcasts, that matters. What we invest ourselves in will decide our fruit. And so if you have people, situations, television shows, friends, whatever it is, wherever you get your consumption from, it's going to come right out in your life. Adam and I were at a dinner one night in Arizona, and I was talking to this guy who worked for the Oakland A's. He was a scout. So the Oakland A's are a major league baseball team. And I said, hey, what do you look for when you look for the best player, right? Like, you want to know for the Steelers, like, how do you find the best running back, right? And I was asking this question, and this guy said to me, I don't look for the greatest player. I look for somebody who's good every single day. And I was sitting across from him at the table, and I said, you know what? That's the key in life for all of us in our life. You don't have to be great. You have to be good every single day. So no matter where you are right now, if your idea or dream or whatever that pressing is in your heart isn't coming out yet, I'd like to ask you, what are you doing just those small daily deposits that will equal that great success. Because if it's any of those businesses that you had out there and you're like, man, I wish I could just make it a little bit more. Or maybe it's not a business, but maybe it's a marriage. You're like, I've been married for eight years and it's fine, right? That's not what God intended. He didn't want you to have a fine marriage. He wanted your marriage to resemble the church and resemble Christ. So if it's not doing that, I would like to ask you, what can you do? What small daily deposit can you do to equal that great success? You don't have to be great. You just have to be good every day. This is one of my favorite lines to say, that soil responds to seeds, not wishes. I actually liked it so much, I put it on a t-shirt. Because it reminded me of our soil in our life 
what we're placing in it is going to represent the growth that we see. Our soil responds to the seeds that we put. A lot of times I had sat at conferences and I'm like, man, I really wish that I could have a very lucrative company. Why? Because I really want to give back. Why? Because I really want to share Jesus with people that I meet. And if you take it that way, then I don't feel bad when I say I really want a lucrative company because I know what my why comes from. But if I know what my why is, then I have to plant seeds in the soil that's going to matter. Because if we just wish about it and think about it but never take action, then we're going to go to our grave with a whole bunch of good ideas. And nobody wants that. You want to leave a legacy in your life that impacts the world and the people around you. It's that important. So what is it in your day that maybe you're doing that's not allowing you the growth that you want? I hold an accountability group, and it's awesome, and it's so brutal all at the same time. It's so fun. But I get people that say, you know what? I really want to lose weight. I really want to have a great marriage. I really want to become this in my business, or I really want to run a 5K. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I don't care your goal, but what does your day look like? How does your day match your dreams? Because this is the seeds right here that you're putting in, and the soil is your day. So what do your days look like? Because if we spend our days wishing for things to happen and hoping things would happen, but we never actually put in the time to plan out where we want to be, we will never see the growth. And you guys will look at people that you're like, man, how did she get there? Small daily deposits equal great success. It's very few people that are an overnight success. And even at that, still studies show that an overnight success takes 10 years. So you think about some of these American idols or these people who look like they have this great success. Think how long their parents have been driving them around to practice, right? And then we see them, we're like, they won? Oh my gosh, I can't believe they won. It's been a long time of small daily deposits that equal great success. So I would like to ask you, what are you doing in your days? What are you doing in your days that actually matter? And maybe it's spending time with the right people, but maybe it's spending time with the wrong people that we need to adjust a little bit. Maybe it's too much social media. Maybe it's too much TV. Maybe we're not exercising. To live a fruitful life, we have to pour into ourselves in significant ways that matter. And we can't get too busy. We were in um, North Carolina last year at Christmas time, and Adam and I took the kids down to this pond, and um, he was messing with the dog, and I had a rock, and I picked it up, and I skipped it, and it skipped three times, and my kids were like, oh, how did you do that? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what you do, like, I became a professional rock skipper as we're sitting there, and so I kind of was telling him what we were doing, and Adam came over and picks up the rock, and he did it, and it was like eight, nine, ten, and I was like... Oh my, they're like, Dad, you're so awesome. So he starts telling him all the ways to pick the rocks. And we were getting ready to go hike at this waterfall. And so Adam said, hey, we're such a competitive family. It's ridiculous. He's like, here's the deal. On our hike, everybody pick up one rock. And you're going to come back and we're going to have a big competition. Whoever wins the rock skipping contest, and he said, I could play too because I wasn't very good at it, gets to pick where we're going to go for dinners. Okay, that's great. So this trail is about a mile in to see this beautiful waterfall and, a, and about a mile out. And so we're walking and we're all like taking this um, very seriously. So we're picking up the rocks and looking at them, picking up the rocks. And it's really cold. It's in December. So we're all wearing jackets and like, do you think this rock's good? Do you think this rock's good? We get in and see this waterfall. We're like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And we start walking out and I'm like, okay, let's go. And Hank's like, oh. I cannot do any more of this. And I'm like, Hank, bud, like, we're going to do a rock skipping thing, like, giving him all the things that you need to tell a 10-year-old to get excited about. I'm like, come on, bud, let's go. And he's like, Mom, can you carry me? I'm like, I'm not carrying you. He's like, oh, my God, that hill is so big. I can't do it. He's doing everything. So we walk a few steps, and Adam and the girls are way ahead. He's like, Mom, and he takes a break. He's like, do you have any water? I'm like, dude, it's like a mile. It's not very far so we start walking, and Lucy sees him, and she's like, come on, Hank, come on, you're almost there. And Hank starts taking off running, and you guys, rocks just start falling out of his pocket. 
And I'm like, uh, hold up, Hank. The deal was one rock. And he was like, well, I just couldn't pick one. And as I was walking up by myself after he passed me, I was like, isn't that true in life? We pick up this. We'll help her with this. And then we'll do this. And then we'll do this. And then we'll do this. We get so busy doing the things that are right in front of us, looking at all the things, forgetting what we're called to do, all the while feeling weighed down and tired and exhausted because we're not staying in our lane doing what God called us to do. You guys, there's a lot of really good things we can do, but there's only a few things that God's called us to do. And we talked about this today. I've picked up a lot of rocks lately. But I examine the rocks, and I'm like, this is a good rock. This is a fruitful rock. I'm going to put that rock in my pocket. And sometimes you're going to pick up really good rocks, and you're going to feel a little weighed down. But as long as you can examine those rocks and say, oh, this is good fruit, and this is good fruit, and this is really good fruit, because it attaches to my why. So one silly example is, I'm a basketball coach. You failed to mention that in my intro. Hello, I'm a basketball coach. But what happened was my girls both play basketball. And they couldn't find a coach, couldn't find a coach, couldn't find a coach. And so I became the coach. Because what I started thinking is I get two hours at my kids' brand new school with all my daughter's friends doing something that I love. And my little boy is the ball boy. So for two hours every single day, we might not be good, but I get my kids, all three of them, in the same spot where I'm not running around for two hours getting to invest in not only them, but all of their friends. Now I know the principal. Now I know the AD. Now I know the Chinese teacher because I walk the halls. So that was good fruit. A lot of people were like, man, why are you doing that? That's crazy. That's a big commitment. I'm like, but if I go back to my why to share Jesus with everyone I meet, to be present with my family, how could I say no? And so when you're looking at the rocks, there's rocks you have to let lay down, and there's rocks that are okay to pick up, even when they're a little bit heavy. And I think about this, look at this, I don't know why I put that in there. I think about Tippy Toes Dance and what we've done to build our company. We've been in business for 22 years, so that's a long time. And a lot of people will say, wow, you guys have all these franchises. It's so great. And I'm like, it's been 22 years. And in my mind, I'm like, we should be so much further than where we are. But the truth is, I started to have to give my attention to other things. And so I just want to encourage you today, if you feel over here a little bit and then over here a little bit and spread thin. And this room is a room full of women where we can juggle a lot. We can plate spin with the best of them. But as you do that, I want you to remind yourself to give complete attention to the things that God has called you to do. Because when we do that, that's when we see the fruit. When we do that, we're able to grow the company. We're able to be at the basketball practice. We're able to do what you want speak to women about Jesus. You're able to do all the things when you do the God things. When we pick up rocks that don't matter, and then we wonder why we're tired, why we aren't getting our workouts in, why we're not eating healthy, why we're just weighed down, it's probably time to examine where we are in our life and where we're spending our time. Now, I didn't bring this visual, but it is in the book. There's also things that are just in our view that we can't get past. How do we unblock our view? When something's in there where you say, I really want to have a good marriage, but my husband's not interested anymore. Or I really want to have a good relationship with my mother-in-law, but she can't stand me. Or I really want to have really great kids, but they're at that age, you know? When you have something that's blocking your view that you just feel like I just can't get past, I was um, getting a massage. Actually, Jenny sent me when my kids were little to get a massage at a um, beautiful resort-type place. And my kids were one, two, and three. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to have just a day to myself. And so I go in and check in, and the lady there is like, you know, here's the key to your locker. In your locker, you're going to find a robe and some slippers and anything else you need and just meet us in the quiet room. And so I go and look, and 
Um, there are. There's a robe and slippers, and there's um, a shower cap and some just different things. And um, I go out to the waiting room, and I'm just, like, so excited to rest. And I look over at this lady. She's probably 72, and she's in her robe, and she's in her slippers, and she has what she thinks is her shower cap on, and it's disposable underwear just sitting on her head. And I'm like, what in the world? And so I go back to the locker, and I'm like, is that disposable? I think it's disposable underwear. Maybe it's something I've never seen before. Maybe it's a different kind of shower cap. And I'm like, she's wearing disposable underwear on her head. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she got it wrong. And I'm getting my massage, and I'm like cracking up laughing. Like, how is she wearing disposable underwear? So I asked my masseuse, I'm like, hey, did that lady have disposable? And she's like, yes, it happens all of the time. And I started to think, how often do we just get it wrong, right? Like, how often do we have panties on our head and we don't realize it? Like today, I had to confess to Joey, and I haven't confessed to you, I was supporting a young neighbor who started a cosmetic line. She gave me um, eyeshadow. Well, I didn't know how it went on. I just put it on in the morning, and today, I came back from lunch, and I'm like, oh! Jenny, did you let me go to lunch like this? And it was like white. And she's like, I thought that's how you liked it. I'm like, that's a panties on my head moment. No, that is not how I like my eyeshadow to be. But I think about that too in life that no matter where we're running or what we're doing, we're going to get it wrong. And it's when we can take time and, and slow down and, and think and, and talk to people and say, hey, I got the, got the eyeshadow wrong. Or I got that conversation really wrong. And when we can open up and be really open to one another and authentic and real and say, you know what, this is where I'm hurting and I can't get past this. Or, you know, this is what's happening in my marriage or with my kids or in my health. And I don't know what to do to get past this. When you think about surrounding yourself with good people, when you have a blocked view, then everything kind of feels better when you have your circle. And I feel like 2020 has been a little bit difficult for people feeling very much alone. But if you would take time, even 15 or 20 minutes, to talk to somebody and not just, hey, how's it going? How's Bobby and Billy and that? But like, hey, how are you? Like, how's your health? How, how are you doing? Like, what's your daily routine? Or um, my favorite question is like, what's God doing in your life right now? If you ask that question, everything changes. Because it goes from the surface so you know what God's doing in my life? I don't know. I can't really figure it out. I'm feeling really defeated right now. I hate to say it, but a lot of people are. A lot of us have been in a valley of what in the world is this world coming to right now, right? How can I not get along with my neighbor across the street because she believes in something I don't or I believe in something she doesn't? I think the devil is coming in every single way to start to divide us. And we as women... We've got to stand up and say, no, we're better than that. Everybody can have their opinion, but we together are the church. And we're going to bust past this and say, no, you're not going to rip us apart. I'm not going to let you, my friend, be lonely. I'm going to come alongside you. How can I help? How can I be of comfort to you? How often in your day or your week do you stop and check on people and see what's blocking their view that they can't get past? It's a hard thing to do because guess what? We have to slow down and do it. Putting the brakes on is one of the hardest things we can do as women. I think you guys have one of the most amazing pastors. I get to speak. Yeah. How great is that? But I get to speak to a lot of churches, and I will just say from an outsider in, there's nobody like her. The fact that she came and picked Jenny and I up from the airport with Janelle and spent the whole day with us. She had this event tonight. She spent the whole day with us and then spending the day with us tomorrow and talking about the things that we're going to do and just getting to explore Pittsburgh and making sure that we feel comfortable and loved. You guys check on your pastor. You guys check and make sure, hey, are you doing okay? Because she's checking on you guys a lot. She believes in you and she loves you. She flew me all the way here from Nashville, Tennessee, because she wanted you guys to know that you are valued. You are worth so much. You guys are daughters of an amazing God. And he wants to use each of you in an amazing way to build his kingdom. 
He wants us to grab hands and, and help each other and be together and say, no, we're not going to listen to what the news says or what other people say, but we're going to come together as a church and we're going to be one. You guys, because if we don't do it, nobody will. And when we think about what we're called to do as sisters in Christ, it really is to share Jesus with everyone I meet. If you think about what's my goal today, when I go to the grocery store, am I resembling Jesus Christ? It's so easy when we're busy and we're tired. We're not surrounding ourselves with the right people. When our views are blocked to say, no, you know what? I was in line first. I'm going to go ahead and take my spot, right? How easy it is to get agitated and annoyed at things and people. But if we look through the lens of Christ, everything changes. And so I just want to encourage you that as you do spend time in church and really uncover each other as real women, to also challenge each other. How can you take action in what God has called you to do? Because God's called each of you for big, better, bold. He's called you to be a messenger, to be a disciple, to be a leader. I can tell because you guys gave up your Friday night to be here that you want more from life, that you want to live this big grand life and not to be showy and not to be all over social media or to be known, but for God to be known, for people to know that you're related to Jesus Christ. And they can see that by looking at your reflection. Because of the way you treat people, because of the way you strive to use your gifts and talents, because of the way you shut out the voices that tell you you cannot and you are not enough and you say, no, I know who my God is and I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And when the devil comes in and says, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, and your view is blocked, that you go to one of your sisters and say, help me pass this. I believe in this church and I believe in this ministry. I believe so much that right here, you guys could make a movement in your city to really change people's thinking. I love looking at the list of entrepreneurs that are here and knowing that you guys took a step out in faith to be like, can I do this? I don't know. And I guarantee that even when you step out and it doesn't feel right, that God's using you in a way he's teaching you, people are watching you, and you will grow. It's those soil responding to those seeds that you're placing day in and day out to become better at what you've done. And so I'm going to skip a few slides. What's blocking your view? That was Shark Tank. We're going to pass Shark Tank. It always makes me feel like <laughs> Okay, so I want you to think about who were you created to be. And I think about God created me to be a sister to you guys, to be a daughter of his. God called me to be Adam's wife and Adam's wife alone. God called me to be the mother of Lucy, Lola, and Hank and to be the best mom, to give them my best, not my last. And oftentimes, moms, we give them our last when we're too busy and have too many rocks. God called me to run a dance company for I don't know how long. I didn't even know he wanted me to do it, and now here I am 22 years later. I'll keep running it for as long as he tells me to. I've got to be quiet and listen. And God's called me to share my story in hopes that you guys will hear it and decide I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to take action. I'm ready to be called to do something bigger and greater in my life. And when I say bigger, I don't really mean bigger. I mean what you're called to do. Because your gifts and talents are needed in this world. And if you don't use them, it's going to be a shame for the rest of us. When we use our gifts, it becomes a blessing to each other. And I remember when I felt a little uncomfortable telling people that I wanted to speak. And I spoke at this event. It was probably five years ago. And I was like, oh, I don't think I did good. I'm nervous. You know, you have all these thoughts. And my husband looked at me and he said, this is not about you. You need to get it together. And I thought, you're so right. 
he was nice, but not in that moment. <laughs> but I think about that, and I thought, this isn't about me. This is God pressing into me, telling me he wants me to do this, and me being obedient. So I'm going to ask you the same thing, is how can you be obedient to that pressing in on your heart? Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it doesn't feel quite right, if you know God's in it, he will get you through it. He will call you to bigger and better. And if you have the small daily deposits that equal that great success, it'll be not too long till people look at you and say, how did you do that? And you're going to say, I was faithful. I was obedient. And it was small daily deposits. And I don't know how I'm here today. And it's going to be beautiful. So I want you to think about God chose me to be A. And when you think about that question, God chose me to be A, there's many different hats that we wear. But make sure each rock that you have or thing that you're called to do is in line with God's purpose for your life. Because when we start get derailed, everything goes bad. So make sure you're in line with what God call, God's called you to do. And what I like to say is do less with more focus. So let's just do less with more focus. Lastly, here's how we take action. We write it down. We develop our purpose. We figure out what our fear is and try to blow past it. And then one of the biggest things that we need to do is figure out what's, uh, what's blocking our view and then take action. You guys, I believe in you so much, and I'm just so thankful to get this night with you. A lot of what I talked about um, is in my book, and I would love to share that with you. We'll have it in the back. Um, but also there's resources on my website if you're like, okay, I really want to figure out how to do X, Y, or Z. Um, my accountability group starts again in January, so if you have an idea, I love talking shop. I love talking business. And so um, it's something that I'm just passionate about, and most especially with women seeing them reach their God-given potential with their dreams and goals in their heart. So I'm so happy that you let me share tonight and just an honor to be at church with you guys. So let's have a good rest of our night. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So good. How many of you appreciated Sarah? She's just... She is incredible. And, you know, she, she's taught us so many things, but my prayer is that, that you would catch the essence of who she is. She's a woman of value, integrity, and focus. And uh, we just are so glad that you were able to be here with us tonight. And I love what she said, that, that, that the soil responds to seed, not wishes. And what a challenge to us to be the very best every day, to show up every day in, in every area of our life. And we might, we might not be there yet, but we're further today than we were yesterday. So, so good, so good. Thank you so much, Sarah. What a challenge. How many of you were ministered to by something that she said, to be a better wife, to be a better mom, to be a better whatever it is for him, for him and his kingdom? And, and so tonight, if, if you're in this place and, and if you want to just stand, I want to close out in prayer together. And I want to ask you a question with every head bowed and every eye closed. We talked a lot about accomplishing our purpose and the dreams that God has put into our hearts. But, but that doesn't all come alive until we, we make a decision uh, to, to invite Jesus into our lives. That we can have lots of goals and lots of things that we want to aspire to. But until the moment where we come to know him, all of our uh, deepest desires can't come alive. And so if you're in this place and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that in this place that, that maybe you, you have never asked him uh, into your heart. You might know about God, but you've never personally encountered or experienced him, uh, this is your opportunity tonight. So with, without anybody looking around, or maybe you have uh, you have lived for him and you've, you've strayed away and you say, you know what, this was a challenge for me tonight to get things back on focus, to get things back in order in my life, and you want to recommit your life to Christ. If that's you, just raise your hand up. I just want to pray with you in this place tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Hands going up uh, in this place tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like a reset, a restart uh, tonight in this place. If you raised your hand, pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he came and died for my sin.
and rose again, that I could live in victory. I choose to live for him tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this is a reset tonight. That was the best prayer that you could ever pray. And if you, it, yeah, give him. <laughs> if you pray that tonight, see one of us. We have uh, materials for you. If you don't have a Bible, we want to get that to you tonight. But, but it's as easy as this. Just start living for, for him from this point on. Get a Bible. Read your Bible. Get her in a church. Get around a community of women, and you'll start to grow in everything that he has for you. But everyone else here tonight, I want to pray a prayer, a blessing over you. I want to pray that you would just continue to walk and grow in everything that God has for you. So let's pray together in this place. Father, I thank you for each and every woman represented here tonight. I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you speak to our hearts, that, that you use the words that go forth, and you speak to each one of our hearts. You know what we need to hear. You know the aspects of Sarah's message that spoke to each one of us, whether that was uh, to get our lives in, in order to, or, or to readjust some things, or, or maybe it was bringing to life some dreams and desires that you want to put in us. Maybe it was giving us fresh courage tonight. Whatever that was, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, breathe life onto that, Father, that you would stir our hearts tonight to, to obey you in those areas. And we just call forth destiny in each one of these amazing women here tonight. We call forth God purpose and plans, and, and we thank you that they're going to accomplish everything that you have called them to do, and it's all going to be for your glory. Bless them tonight as they go, and we thank you for the work that you've done in this place. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise in this place one more time. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller podcast.